This is Chelsea Wingo. And I'm Amy Covell. And this is our podcast, Hashtag Life Goals. How can you be putting yourself first if you're hiding what you're feeling? Each day, I write something down on a piece of paper, uh, something I love about myself. Each week, we examine one of our life goals and figure out what steps we need to take to make them a reality. I wish I had known this when I was younger, but before you indulge into any kind of serious, like real serious relationship, say, who am I? Do I love myself? What do I like? What can I contribute? What do they contribute into this? So come join us. It's going to be fun. Hello, everyone. I'm Amy Covell. And I'm Chelsea Wingo. And welcome to Hashtag Hashtag Life Goals. (laughs) This week, Hashtag Self Love. Yes. Can't you tell we're using our more serious voices? And we actually were like staring at each other being like, hello, everybody. Raising your eyebrows. We are looking into each other's eyes. Yes. This is important. This falls under our personal growth goals. Yes. So I hope everybody is ready to go on a self-love journey with us today. (laughs) Um, You know, Chelsea and I will be getting a little personal, but, Mm -hmm. you know, we hope that this helps everybody else in their journey to self-love. Yeah. Uh, Amy already got me tissues and our guest... prepared. Yes. And our guest has also said that she has tissues in her bag. So I'm going to do my best to be strong because I've gotten better at it. It's more when I'm by myself. So before we get into it, Amy, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You know, uh, I've got some potential projects, you know, that are popping up. So hopefully I'll hear something this week, uh, Mm -hmm. a couple of features, a pilot. So hopefully something shakes out. If not, you know, then there's obviously something else I'm supposed to be paying attention to right now. Mm -hmm. How's life in your little neck of the woods? (sighs) Busy. (laughs) Busy. Honestly, the last four days is when things have been slammed back to back with responding for job stuff, waiting for project files, making a video I promised a friend a long time ago, writing my script, which is due after this episode. So I gotta... And my family's in town, and I haven't seen them in four days. See, I've been thrown back into tax world this week. Oh. I hate it when people do late filings. Hate it. So late filing deadline is August 15th. So it's like I'm getting pulled into doing tax things. It's like, no, my tax brain turns off in April. Mm -hmm. Because since I have two clients that are doing late filing and they're just pulling now their stuff together, it also means that by the time I get their taxes filed, I'm already two quarters behind on doing their books for this year and Mm -hmm. my own books for this year. Because I cannot start... On this year's books until last year is completely over and done with. Otherwise, yeah. it gets too confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just, it's so frustrating. Yeah. You know, well, get your shit there. done on time, people. Hang in there, Amy. You've got this. So you have some research. I did. You, I did. I did research on self-love. So the first article I found is called The Importance of Self-Love, and it was mm-hmm. in Psychology Today. It says, loving oneself does not mean developing a shell and blocking out the world. It does mean becoming comfortable with who you are. It means recognizing that someone else who didn't learn unconditional love has a hard time giving it. So that's that idea of don't be having these expectations for others that are unfair. Like you've got to let go of the expectations that you hold other people up to because they may not be capable of giving you what you need. It means recognizing that most human beings hurt and they pass this hurt along to other people. 
Understanding this can help you turn your attention from waiting and wanting someone to make you whole to realizing you have that ability inside of you. So they gave five points about Mm self-love. One, there are no two people exactly alike. Oh, very true. Two, each person does what they are capable of in their own evolution and journey. Beating yourself up because you did or didn't do something is useless. Most people overcome obstacles and in doing so make a ton of mistakes along the way. It's why people value age because of the learning experiences. Instead of beating yourself up, embrace your journey and know that you are learning at each and every moment given to you. So what I think is not only important there is not only remembering to embrace your journey, but remembering that your journey is not someone else's journey. Everybody is at a different stage. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that has to come with that comes with age and where someone is in their maturity level. And sometimes it's just experience or what they've been exposed to. So, you know, when someone goes through their first really horrific breakup, it doesn't matter if that happens to them when they're 13 or when they're 23. Mm-hmm. Like they're still going through that same thing. And once you've been through that, then you have a better understanding when other people go through it. Number three, respect that each moment is a gift. Self-care is important. Don't wait to apply it. Yeah. Number four, no one is perfect. Everyone has strengths and areas of opportunity. Don't sell yourself short or compare yourself to others. This is probably the number one thing that I found in the research over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Don't compare yourself to other people. Yep. That is probably the first huge step in being able to practice self-love. Mm-hmm. And number five, practice loving self-talk. Sometimes the things we say to ourselves are the most awful, demeaning things anyone could ever say. We are our harshest critics. We all know that. But it doesn't mean we need to speak to ourselves that way. (laughs) So the next article, Why Self-Love is Important and How to Cultivate It, from Medical News Today. Many psychology studies attest self-love and compassion are key for mental health and well-being, keeping depression and anxiety at bay. Here are some of the things that you can do to nurture this core feeling. Studies have shown that perfectionists are at a higher risk for several illnesses, both physical and mental, such as a shorter lifespan, irritable bowel syndrome, fibromyalgia, eating disorders, depression, and suicidal tendencies. So if you think you might be a perfectionist, you might want to take your foot off the gas. Uh, It will be healthier for you in the long run. Mm -hmm. Try to resist the temptation to beat yourself up for beating yourself up. When you've spent years cultivating this inner bully, you develop an unconscious reflex to put yourself down for every minor thing, no matter how ridiculous or absurd. So I love how they pointed out, like, not only don't beat yourself up, but don't beat yourself up for beating yourself up. Don't, like, put double on it. (laughs) Just move on from it. You know, forgive Mm -hmm. yourself and move on. Research shows that having more self-compassion builds resilience in the face of adversity, helping people to recover more quickly from trauma or romantic separation. It also helps us to better cope with failure or embarrassment. So the more that you learn to love yourself, the better you can handle these big things, whether it be a breakup or a death in the family or, you know, something anything really disappointing or embarrassing, you will bounce back faster Mm -hmm. if you are practicing self-love. Combine mindfulness with self-compassion. Self-compassion says be kind to yourself in the midst of suffering and it will change. Mindfulness says 
open to suffering with spacious awareness, and it will change. So here's an example of a mindfulness exercise that they suggested that one can do to help with self-compassion. Repeat the following three phrases during times of emotional distress. This is a moment of suffering. One. Two. Suffering is a part of life. Three. May I be kind to myself. So just recognizing what you're going through, accepting that it is a part of life, and that this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. And that you should be kind to yourself, you know. They also said you need to learn to listen to yourself. Listening to yourself can mean two things. Firstly, paying attention to how you internally talk to yourself is crucial for learning to cultivate an intimate feeling of self-love. That goes back to the how do we speak to ourselves, Mm -hmm. like trying to change the way we speak to ourselves. And don't forget to ask yourself, what do I need? So instead of bringing yourself down, not only changing that that thought process and how you say, how you talk to yourself, but ask yourself, what do I need in this situation? And they said you can find a lot of enlightenment that way and really figure out how to change things in your life. Mm-hmm. So mindfulness can help us to relearn as adults to take pleasure in fundamental everyday things that we used to enjoy spontaneously as children. Practices such as the sense and savor walk and mindful eating are aimed at taking pleasure in the environment and food. They increase self-compassion and are ultimately linked with the habit of listening to yourself and your needs. So mindfulness can really kind of center you and help you be more aware not only of your surroundings and of the sensations, but of what you need and how you speak to yourself. So I found a lot in the research, Mm -hmm. but here's just a list of some of the additional tips for self-love. Okay. List your qualities Or make a what's working for me list. Okay. Reward yourself. So that could be with something from, say, our guilty pleasures list. (laughs) Maybe. Prioritize yourself. Mm -hmm. Be a life coach to yourself. Think about how you would react to a loved one feeling what you're feeling. So if you're in a dark place or you're feeling down, think about what you would do if that was a loved one feeling that way. Really kind of takes you out of it for a minute. It does. Yeah, it really does. Create a self-love ritual. For example, such as turning off the TV and unplugging from social media for 15 minutes to get centered while you're pampering, like while you're doing your makeup, brushing your hair, doing your teeth, whatever. Mm -hmm. Do something you're good at to boost confidence. This is something that I do. Mm -hmm. So we have discussed that I am much better at piano than I am at guitar. Yeah. So when I am struggling with guitar, I put the guitar down and I get up and I go play piano. So, and it always makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. Build up your letting go muscle instead of putting up walls. (laughs) So instead of putting up walls to try to protect you from some perceived potential hurt, you've got to start letting go of your response to the things that hurt you. Yeah. I'm just like thinking of not just really myself, but also someone else that I know that I think is very good at putting walls up. Oh, yeah. Build a community of people who support and love you (laughs) and that you enjoy spending time with regularly. Mm -hmm. Being around people like that helps you to love yourself. Find your happy place. (laughs) Clean out your closet. This will positively affect your mind. Get rid of old things, and this makes room for new things to come into your life, both figuratively and literally. Okay. Cleansing your mind can sometimes work in the form of letting go of clothes, shoes, jewelry, etc. that remind you of a certain time in your life that links to a negative vibration. 
Don't chase what's already happened. Okay. Love yourself enough to know the best is yet to come. All right. So that's what all the medical professionals say about (laughs) self-love. But I think we need to come a little more down to earth to get personal here. So let's bring on our guest. Sounds good. All righty. I'll bring on our guest this week. It should be no surprise because we basically have not let her leave. (laughs) And we just love her so much. She is my very good friend from college, April Sutton. Say hi again. Hey, guys. I'm back. (laughs) Thank you so much for sticking around. I think you're the first guest that we've done double episodes with. Oh, I love making history. Yes, you are making history right now. Yeah, I think she is. She is. Because we've recorded double episodes, but not with the same guest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've talked about other people that we've wanted like back, but this is... This is our first back to back guest. Yes. I'm honored. Thank you. Awesome. Well, you don't have to give the full summary, but a little bit of who you are and all that fun stuff for everyone that is you know, new to this. Sure. For anyone that didn't hear the last episode, my name is April. Um, Chelsea and I went to college together. Um, basically, I know we're going to be talking about self-love, but just a couple things that I enjoy. It's like cooking, baking. Um, and a little fun fact is that I'm the oldest of three. So I've always been kind of that leader, charismatic personality. Um, <laughs> bossy, as my sister likes to call it. <laughs> but, um, you know, some, sometimes someone has to be the one to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. So that would be kind of the person that Amen, I am. Amen, sister. And yes. yeah. Definitely. As an AD, I totally resonate with that. Yep, yeah. definitely. And then also another reason we're having her on here is that she has her own self-love journey that she's been going on since... The beginning of this year. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. So it actually kind of started last year. So last year in 2018, I kind of had this goal for myself to do something new every single month. So I jotted it down. um, And basically, yeah, every single month I did something new. So like January, I went skydiving for the first time. Um, Say (laughs) in June of 2018, I went to Pride Festival, which if any of you guys are not familiar, it's basically a big um, LGBTQ and A, I guess for alliances too. Um, It's like a festival um, where there's like concerts and all these pop-up shops. And it's basically just a way for the community to get together for that kind of celebration. It's in West Hollywood. Um, and th- But they have celebrations all over the U.S. But um, right. actually all over places, the world, really. Right. In some places, it's uh, just a parade on a specific date, usually yeah. in mm-hmm. June. Uh, but in some of the bigger uh, cities of representation for the community, like Los Angeles and San Francisco, it yeah. is a much bigger event that yeah. spans either the entire month of June or at <laughs> least like the whole week oh, leading yeah, up to the parade. so much bigger. So yeah. much bigger, yeah. yeah. So that was uh, something new that I did. I never thought I would be the kind of person to, um, like, attend any kind of festival like that just because <laughs> of uh, my background and where I grew up. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And I, you know, met people. And, yeah, it was just one of those experiences you never forget. Um, and then December of 2018, I ended the year by going skiing for the first time. Oh, so, really? So, yeah. So, I just, it was just a month of doing different things, not necessarily as extreme as skiing and skydiving. Some of it was maybe just trying boba for the first time. I'd been in, <laughs> I've been in Southern California for five years or for four years at that You're point. I really had never tried anything. boba. Yeah, I wasn't. But, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. I was like, yeah, I can say I tried it. Mm-hmm. Wasn't really for me, but I tried it. Nice. Um, but yeah, so that so it started in 2018 when I decided to push myself and explore and try new things. And then this year in 2019, I really wanted to focus on 
uh, positivity quotes. So every single day, I think I've only missed one day so far, but every single day since January 1st, I basically posted a positive or inspirational or motivational um, kind of like a Pinterest quote on my Instagram story mm-hmm. and just kind of shared it with people that if they want to read it, they can. If they don't, you know, that's their business. But mm-hmm. it was mostly for me. I just did it for me because a lot of those quotes really spoke to me and what I was going through. Mm-hmm. And it was basically just to help give me um, a boost of self-confidence or a boost of inspiration or just to know that you're not alone feeling mm-hmm. um, discouraged or if you're feeling like you're not good enough. It's just that kind of um, just to let you know that, you know, you're not the only one. I have a couple that I've put up about being in your 20s and not trying to rush things yeah. because that's something that, um, you know, you see different people in different stages, like some people in their 20s buy a house. I know that I am nowhere near buying a house. Yep. And so there's no <laughs> way there's. But it's my girl. Yeah. So like uh, you just can't rush everything and kind of like what you were saying earlier, like, you know, everyone has a different path and everyone has, you know, a different, they're on a different journey. So you can't compare. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of just putting up those kind of messages, you know, mostly for me because I do it for me. But, Mm -hmm. you know, if it helps others, because I've had other people DM me say, thank you so much. Like, this is great. I love what you're doing, et cetera, et cetera. So. Well, you also inspired Chelsea. (laughs) Because <laughs> Chelsea started her own self-love journey. Oh, we're already about, getting into it right now. About three months ago. Oh, nice. So, little context. Um, I have definitely been someone that, even though I might emulate positive energy and joy to people, I definitely have suffered a lot of anxiety, depression, and mainly beating myself up a lot. Like, dealing as a, what I like to call the inner demon in my head. And even though it's like there are other people out there and you're not alone, I like to think that your mind likes to fuck with you, that it's a best friend, but it also could be your worst enemy because it creates scenarios and situations that are not there. So it was after, um, it was after a time where I realized a big crush I had on someone wasn't working out and I was just very sick of it. So then what I decided to do I shouldn't be embarrassed by this because it's helped me so much, but the tradition that I've now been doing is that each day I write something down on a piece of paper, uh, something I love about myself, or at least like. So that's something that I did, and then in order for me to keep up doing this, I blogged all of them because I was like, if I just kept on just writing it for myself, there was no way I was going to keep doing it, so with videoing since I am a video editor I am it's a way to hold yourself accountable exactly so I started doing that for every single day so and it's been about three months about three months close to three month mark that I've been doing this so I really did find I think a good like arc I will say for the first 30 days Mm -hmm. and those first 30 days I am now trying to arrange into a video, which it could be out by now, it could be a little bit later, but a video of my journey going through this, of me trying to learn to love myself and love me for who I am and not beat myself up. There's lots that I could talk about this with this project, but I guess I'll start with the tier, like the top of it, is that from the first 30 days, I definitely learned of me acknowledging that a lot of my fears and insecurities came from validation and approval from others. Because I've talked about it a little bit on podcasts beforehand of how growing up, because 
of my learning disability because I did not think like other people. I did not communicate like other people. I was always worried that, oh, are they actually hanging out with me because they want to be my friend or am I just like a pity friend? Am I just like that kind of thing? Like I wasn't entirely sure. I was never really secure or, you know, confident that they wanted to hang out with me because they liked me. So, and then also because I cried a lot as a kid, I was bullied for it so much and it was not a great feeling. So I think a lot of insecurities of me beating myself up is validation and approval from other people of like, oh, they don't like what I did or they don't like my choices and then so they're not going to like me. They're not going to want to hang out with me and that kind of thing. So I think that was a big thing I had to learn to overcome, especially in those first 30 days to think, okay, that my feelings are valid. What I feel is okay. And that I don't have to think that it's like wrong for me to feel this way or that kind of stuff. Like my feelings are valid right. and give more people more benefit of the doubt. Even though they say in the industry, you never want to assume, you know, something as is, but in terms of like That's relationships true, and, the, you know, you don't want to assume, don't assume the negative, you know, either. Yeah. Like I'm you just... don't want to assume the positive, but you also don't want to assume the negative. Yeah. You know, yeah, the thing just... is, is a lot of times we think that someone thinks something about us. Most of the time they're not thinking about us at all. Yeah. No. People exactly. are self-involved and that's mm -hmm. just in general. Anytime yeah. we think that like, oh, someone's looking at that zit on my face. No, they're not. Most of the time they don't even notice it until you bring it to their attention. Exactly. That is true. Yeah. But like for me, it's not just like the zit on my face or like the scar. It's like how I act or how I like react. Because I still think even though I'm 27 now, boy, um, I still can act a lot like a kid, like jumping up and down, like crazy energy. Like that's how I motivate myself to keep going by kind of like being moving crazy and kind of be like someone that can distract somebody to put a smile on their face. Mm -hmm. It's kind of how I interpret it as. So when... Especially, like, in an industry uh, when you want to make do well with, like, editing and writing and all that stuff you want to be taking seriously. So I think another rooted insecurity is that, like, because of my energy, I won't be taken seriously and that, like, people won't approve of me in that way. And then I beat myself if I'm not like that. Well, I mean, part of it is, is thinking about there is the persona that we put forth in business mm -hmm. and then there's the persona that is our true persona that we should be all the time around our friends, around our family. Yeah. And it's okay to be kind of adjusting the way we behave in certain situations because that's part of survival. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I don't share everything about me mm -hmm. with all of my bosses. Yeah. Um, and you kind of have to pick and choose what parts you want them to see. Mm -hmm. But with your friends, your family, that's where you need to be the most genuine because otherwise, if you don't, then you are always constantly worrying about what what yeah. these people think about you. Exactly. Especially since um, since I am a very emotional person and I cry a lot, I've definitely had some moments where I've met up with people in the business that may, were my friend or like not my friend or like meeting for the first time that I've definitely broken down and cried and I've been very, very embarrassed by it because I really was trying my best to control my emotions and I felt like my emotions were controlling me. So I think yeah. that was one of the situations of why I did this challenge to try and Take you need over to get in touch. Exactly. So definitely, so for the 30 days, um, there definitely was a... the crying is a, your reaction. And yeah. your reaction is because you're avoiding whatever it is you're actually feeling. Exactly. It's, it's a way of releasing emotion. Exactly. And there should be no shame for it. But of course, no, I feel tons of shame for it. That's why if you get more in touch with your emotions and why you feel something and can recognize mm -hmm. what something's bringing up for you you're not going to have that kind of physical outburst. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I think 
I mean, I definitely had a breaking point in between those 30 days. And I would say from that point on, I'm definitely, I feel the one thing I've definitely overcome a lot more is kind of like that bully in the corner or kind of, you know, like, okay, my feelings are valid. What I feel is okay. This is what I'm going through and it's fine and I'll push through it. I think that has been the biggest change that I've encountered and have been uh, kind of, I don't want to say I've completely learned because I'm still learning it day by day as I do these um, things that I write, which I don't remember half of them by now. <laughs> but um, but I think getting rid of that bully mostly and learning to like, yeah, I can say I actually do like me. I do like me. There's days when I, there are things that I hate, but I do like me. So uh, that's for the 30 days. And then as stated before, I've been doing this for almost 90 days. The first 30 was really me learning to love myself. And I felt like, because I kept recording afterwards, and so mm -hmm. I was debating for a while whether to include that in. And now I'm like, no, I don't want to because this shift really has been changed to not just loving myself, but it's been to really be selfish with me and not focus and put expectations on other people. Yeah, that like, was something I had to learn. My mother always said to me, that you cannot hold people to these imaginary expectations. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's why you're getting disappointed. That's why you cry. That's yeah. why you're always let down because you're holding them up to an expectation that they don't even know exists. Exactly. And it just, I think it just really sucks this time around because yet again, I found myself really caring and really in a way falling for someone. And it just really, really sucks because, um, this person came so I don't want to give too much away because I don't want to bring him into this. This is not his business. It's not his problem. It's entirely me. And I don't want to mess anything up. But um, to it was totally out of the blue meeting this person. And um, it's just been a lot of positives that have happened with this person. But at the same time, this has really been the first time that I did not want a selfish want or need or kind of like animalistic thing to get in the way of getting to know someone because mm -hmm. I, the person does not deserve it. I'm, I'm saying like being a burden and that kind of thing, but I just, I just am really trying to get over how this is another time around where I thought that maybe things could be a little bit different because I thought that would happen the last time because it was different with right, the first right. one. And now with this one, it's definitely very different. It's still expectations. It's, yeah. And I don't want to do that. I'm just very angry at myself that I'm not focusing and being selfish with me. But again, I'm putting a lot of worry, a lot of wanting to help out for this other person because mm -hmm. of how much they've helped me. My journey of self-love really started a little over two years ago when I got sober. So I grew up with depression. And even before I'd had my first drop of alcohol or my first illicit drug, I already had the ism. And that builds in, it does anybody like me, I'm different. And I grew up with that. So I grew up with that bad, you know, back talking demon my whole life. Yeah. And I don't think I ever really truly made headway in the self-love until I got sober. Mm -hmm. And I had to do something very similar in the sense that I had to learn how to be selfish. Yeah. So, and once I learned how to be selfish and to focus on self-care, my big thing was I needed to put up boundaries. Yeah. Not walls, boundaries mm -hmm. in my professional life. Mm -hmm. Because 
I would allow people to run roughshod over me in my professional life. And so then in my personal life, all I wanted was those per- people, those conne- those romantic connections mm-hmm. to make me happy. And yeah. they can't. I have to make me happy. Mm-hmm. The only way I was going to be able to make myself happy was to actually take control of my life yeah. and start putting up boundaries in my professional life. Mm-hmm. And once I did that... I mean, you know the ins and outs of my romantic situation yeah. right now. I am not as emotional as I was before. Mm-hmm. I, you know, even if he's not where I want him to be in this journey yet, um, I no longer am worried about that. Mm-hmm. I am just doing everything that I need to do, focusing on my goals, yeah. and things are going to shake out how they're going to shake out. Mm-hmm. And because I'm doing that, I am happier. My happiness is not hinged on this other person. Yeah. And I just hope and pray that he will end up being on the journey with me for the long run. But I am going on my journey with her without him. <laughs> and um, I would like him to be on this journey with mm-hmm. me. Um, but I no longer hinge my my future on it and that has made me a happier person overall mm-hmm. and I have never felt this kind of almost detached mm-hmm. relief in these romantic entanglements ever before this person yeah and it wasn't the first two years with this person it wasn't like that mm-hmm. um I was always the large emotional wreck um <laughs> And um, I felt so intensely. I loved so intensely. I hurt so intensely. And by starting to take care of myself first, that has all kind of calmed down. And it has become so much easier to be in my own skin. It also makes the time that I spend with him that much easier, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, I feel like that's kind of like the whole caring intensely, loving intensely. That's kind of like where I am. But I think also what's very different is that I have never had a serious boyfriend before. I am not someone that dates. I've never, I've been on a couple dates, but I'm not someone that dates a lot. I mean, and then I'll even say this, I am still a virgin. I'm 27 years old and I am still a virgin. Nothing wrong with that. By the, and well, Thank and it you. goes that everybody's on their own journey. Yeah. And we we're talking about, you know, it doesn't matter if that pivotal moment happens when you're 13, when you're 23, when you're 33, when it happens, it's the same for all three of those people. Yeah, no. Um, (laughs) So you've got to just respect where everyone is on their journey, including yourself. I know. And I think because of just, you know, not to go back to like the Disney, but like growing up watching like the princess waiting for a prince to come and rescue her. Like now as an older woman, I really don't want that, but I still cling on to that fantasy. And then also it's just that, um, because uh, romance is something I've always like wanted, but now as I've gotten older, I don't necessarily completely need it, but I would like to have it. And because yeah. I've had not a lot of experience with it, that's why I have a lot of anxiety over it and that like I get I into will that say, mindset. When you stop expecting romance, it seems to find you. I know, but that's the thing also. Is Everyone that, tells you that, yeah. Yeah, that's and the thing. And you never believe it until it happens. But that's the thing. It has happened. Like people have said that a bunch of times and there's been times when I have not wanted it or expected it. And then a hope happens and it that seems hope is expectations. Though. Well, not, it's not just the hope. It's just a moment happens and an event happens and it just seems to go that route. Even though I try to deny it, like even with this person right now, I was like, no, no, no. 
I don't want to. Like, what's like going I don't on? want to fall down this rabbit exactly, hole. Exactly, but it, it still happened. It just, it just, it just fucking sucks. I'm sorry. I don't mean to swear. I don't mean to be like this. I'm just very, very angry at myself. And, and you have really... to stop that. What was that first thing? Like, think about the way you talk to yourself. <laughs> are you, why are you angry at yourself? Are you going to beat yourself up for being human? Are you going to beat yourself up for feeling the feels? No, don't do that. And then this person also said, just don't hold anything back. Feel it. Exactly. It says the exact same thing. It's like it's not it's not helpful what it said because I know it needs to happen, but I want to try and be a strong woman and try to hold it in and be like all this when they when people are telling me that like no, let it out like it's fine. It's like it's not helping and then you just end up sobbing like a baby. Boundaries not walls. Remember? <laughs> boundaries not walls. He's telling you to feel the feels. Yeah. Well, you're doing him a disservice by feeling the feels. And then hiding the feels. Uh, no, yeah, no, there's been, there's, I remember once or twice when I've tried not to say anything that I was going on, like, even before right. starting to feel all these. Like, and he always pulled it out of you. Yeah, he's like, you're being very vague right Which now. Which is why like, you kind of need to let the rest of this out of you. So he then can be aware of how his behavior is influencing the way that you feel. <laughs> but like, as I've said, I feel like we both have growing to do. Right. I have my own growing and... I know that he has his own growing that he needs to get done right. as well. And uh, we've talked about this offline of how as much as I want to help, I know that I can't no. unless it is asked. Or it's his journey. It's, like, it's his journey. And it's also his mine as well. So I need to learn to be selfish with me and to not once again get hung up on a promise or a hope or that kind of thing. It just – it fucking sucks when it feels really good and really really right because mm -hmm. i've also talked about this with some other people of how i've had this crush and they're like you don't have to completely give up and i'm like that's not helpful he's like no you don't have to forget like the feelings that this person gives you regarding certain situations right. and that kind of thing and i've been you told just, by that just don't time. build just don't build on them with unmet expectations yeah and as a storyteller and someone that like writes and imagines stories or wants I to do know. that for a living it's fucking difficult man yeah. <laughs> it is you very know, difficult <laughs> i used to tell myself with you know the person i'm with now i used to tell myself that if at the end of the day when I came home, yeah. I still felt better for having spent my day with him, mm -hmm. that it was okay to continue on this, even though I wasn't necessarily getting what I wanted um, out of the commitment side of the relationship. Yeah. If I started to come home and feeling those feelings of unrequited love mm -hmm. and being depressed that he doesn't love me the way that I want him to, mm -hmm. then that was the time that I had to cut it off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, I've I've stayed true to that. I have, ever since I made that deal with myself, mm -hmm. I have stayed true to it. And it has, again, been one of those things about putting up boundaries, not walls. You have to be fully honest. And so that may mean admitting the way you feel for this person. Because that doesn't mean you'll lose them as a friend if there's nothing there on that side. That just means that you guys might have to step back and then you guys can be friends. But you may be just delaying and putting yourself through more pain unnecessarily. Because how can you be putting yourself first if you're hiding what you're feeling? I do want to eventually have that relationship where it's two whole people being mm -hmm. in a relationship rather than two people who are broken trying to make each other whole by being together. Right. That's something I definitely do not want to do for my 
romantically. Because that's, that's, that's the recipe for a toxic relationship. Exactly. And I definitely don't want that. So that's the, that's the part of my self-love journey that I'm at now where I'm trying to focus on me, be selfish of me, rather than... Again, focusing on somebody else. That's a good place to be. April. Yeah, yeah April. it's definitely. <laughs> well, I know we've been say, going. I know we've been I'm going still over here. this. I know you're um, still here. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. It's all good. I like listening, so it's all good. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's really important. I guess this path that you're going down right now, because the important thing that I'm recently learning is that if you don't love yourself, how can you expect someone else to love you? <laughs> RuPaul said so, that best. Yeah, and uh, I remember it from a J Cole song. But um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's very true because if you don't respect yourself, if you don't love yourself, you can't really expect anyone to do the same for you. You don't give off that energy. Right. So mm-hmm. that's it's important to, I guess, before you indulge in kind of, I wish I had known this when I was younger, but before you indulge into any kind of serious, like real serious relationship, mm-hmm. um, it's important to say, who am I? What do I love myself? Yeah. What do I like? What can I contribute? What do they contribute yeah. Into this. Exactly. Et cetera. Really evaluating instead of just going on pure emotion. Because sometimes yeah. that emotion is masking what's really going on inside. It's yeah. our escape. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. My ex-fiance, he was an escape for me. I was just so happy to be with somebody who loved me the way I wanted to be loved. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because I was coming out of a relationship where... Um, I had those unmet expectations Mm -hmm. and it had been like one after the other. And so when he came along and he appeared to love me in the way I kept trying to get men to love me, Mm -hmm. I clung on to it. Yeah. And we all know how horrible that relationship was. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I was escaping Mm -hmm. and, you know, and I even had told some of my friends that like, I just was tired of being hurt. Yeah, that's exactly why. And I like, was... even though I didn't love him as intensely as I loved all these other men before, mm-hmm. I was tired of being hurt. Like, well, maybe this is what's, you know, this is what's available to me. There's a woman that I go to for crystal Reiki. For anyone that doesn't know what Reiki is, it's basically moving like stagnant it's energy en- healing, energy healing, moving stagnant energy to help feel better and like helps with depression, anxiety, sleep, insomnia, stuff like that. So I go there every once in a while, and she is very aware of the situation that I'm going through. And she was saying of how don't try to value it more, but don't value it less. Right. So like expect it as it is. It's, yeah. It's kind of that feel the feels and accept the feels. Yeah. That doesn't mean you have to give weight to them. Yeah. Some of the things that I'm still struggling with in self-love mm-hmm. are all is what I call wasted time. And I think you've heard me talk about this before where, you know, sometimes I would get down on myself for say – binge watching TV and laying in bed all day on a Saturday when even though that's what I did all day, I still somehow got more done than most people do in a normal day. (laughs) And so I had to learn how to be kinder to myself about taking some R&R time. Yeah. But the flip side of that is my depression also makes me very tired. Mm -hmm. And when I'm depressed... I will think about all of the hobbies I want to be spending time doing. And like, it's like the spirit is willing, but the body is not. Yeah. And um, so I might be mentally motivated, but I'm not physically motivated to get up and go do that. It's still Mm -hmm. easier to Mm -hmm. just stay where I am 
and watch TV and play solitaire on my phone than to yeah. get up and go do it. Oh, yeah. No, totally makes sense because there's definitely, I think, especially when you are working like in freelance or in the entertainment and you're juggling so much stuff, it feels like you're not doing a lot. But you are. It's just in different fields and right. different time commitments. And I'm definitely going through that because, you know, this podcast and then the video project thing and then like other projects that I'm working on and then writing my script and then doing Ariel and right. doing boxing. Like you feel like you're not doing a lot when you actually are. It's just life is busy. Exactly. And then I've actually now <laughs> I oh my gosh, I can't believe I've started doing this. I've actually started to start taking naps more throughout the day. Like it might be only Love be like naps. You know, nap. I was denied my nap today and I was very upset about it. But uh but yeah I've actually started to take naps more and um even though if it might only be like for 30 minutes or so because I'm a light sleeper I can't really sleep. Sometimes I conk right out other times I can't. So there are times I'm still struggling where I'm like, I didn't get as much done today. But then I think about, okay, wait, I'm in this industry where people have to go above and beyond to at least make like minimum wage or like make it through to like one step of their dream journey. Mm -hmm. And not other people are doing that. And so I have to be kinder to myself regarding, okay, I did this a little bit more or I like watched a little bit more of this or relaxed more than I right. thought, but it's because I needed my brain and my body to recoup right. in order to do all that stuff. So I totally understand that. <laughs> April, what have you found is something that you still struggle with in your self-love journey? I feel like everything's an improvement, but I think there's some days where I'm really good about it, really good about remembering that, you know, everyone has their own timeline. My timeline for when I'll get that raise or when I'll get, you know, get a house or when I'll have get married or have kids, that kind of thing. Late 20s like, is a really tough time for that. I will yeah. tell you girls both like this. This is when you start seeing it, especially all over social media. Oh, yeah. yeah. People getting married. Yeah. People having kids. Yeah. Yep. People getting the dream job. Mm -hmm. And it's so depressing. I will tell you, it gets better. Okay. After 30 it gets a lot easier to see other people getting those things. Okay. But that, like, late 20s period, yeah. it's like every time you see someone's, like, wedding or engagement photo or pregnancy photo, you want to, like, throw something at the wall. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. One of my good friends, I love her so much, she just announced that she's about to have her third baby. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I guess when you're, like, a teenager, you think, oh, well, by the time I'm 30, I'll have a house I'll be married, I'll have kids, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. And in reality, you know, I'm 27, and it's like I can barely still take care of myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I no. can barely afford my own bills. I still have to ask mom and dad for help on rent. Oh, yeah, same um, here. And so I'm nowhere near that stage. And also I thought they would be on the stage of wanting grandkids when in reality they're like, please do not. Don't do <laughs> right. that. They want yep. to see you reach yep. your goals first. Yeah. So my family is the exact same yeah. thing. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I thought – yeah, because they're in their 60s now, and I thought, oh, well, they definitely would want grandkids. You know, they love little kids. They love babies, et cetera, et cetera. But they're like, no, please, no, please yeah. do not. Take care of yourself first. We can wait. Yeah, no, that's, um, that's yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with that because, like, a bunch of my cousins are already married. They're only a few years older than I am, and a couple, a couple of them already have a bunch of kids. So I've always been a little bit worried about that. But my parents have like, no, we want you to focus on you and that yeah. kind of thing. And they're kind of, like, already expecting to maybe not have it happen with either myself or my brother but um i mean i wouldn't say that it's something i don't want i just am not rushing into it like other people right so. you're not sure if it's in the cards for you it's not sure i wouldn't mind it if it is i think it just has to be with the right person the right situation since i'm all over the place 
Yeah. So I have to figure yeah, that out. I would say with the timeline thing, that's something that I still kind of struggle with. Um, mm. But other than that, everything's a work in progress. Like you were kind of talking about how, you know, loving yourself. That's something that's ongoing. There, I don't think there's any, like, you've mastered loving yourself. Because no, not at all. as humans, there's always going to be down days. There's always going to be ups and, you know. Mm -hmm. So we're always going to have days where we are more into ourselves, whereas other days we're, you know, down. So that's something that's always a work in progress. But yeah, the timeline thing, that's always something because it seems like every other month. Oh, it's constant. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I will tell you it gets easier. Um, I mean, because I definitely went through that in my late 20s. And I had wanted to have my first child at 30. Mm -hmm. And right before then, I, uh, I broke up with the guy I'd been with for six years and I was like, great, I'm starting all over again. There's no way I'm going to have a kid by the time I'm 30. Mm. I'm 34 now. So mm -hmm. on that timeline, I should have been getting pregnant with my second child to have it at 35. Um, in my 30s, I have definitely learned how to kind of let go of those timeline things. And that my timeline is more fluid. And it's about being happy where I am and still having these dreams for the future, and but not putting a ticking clock on them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is there like one quote or one thing that has really touched you regarding self-love or something that might that might help you with like learning self-love for yourself? Um, my mom always says, don't sweat the small stuff and it's all small stuff. Yep. You use that a lot. I do use that a lot. <laughs> yes, you do. I don't know the exact quote, but um, basically it's along the terms of you can't have a rainbow without thunder. Something Ooh. of that nature. So I love that. Yeah, and also the another one that kind of goes along with that is, with in every dark sky there are stars and a moon. So there's always some good that you can see in dark periods. Like mm -hmm. my tattoo. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, something along those lines, and also just the ones that um, are along the lines of you have survived every bad day that you've ever had. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Just trying to remember those kind of things. Like, you've made it this far. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a reason. Yeah. Um, I guess, well, this is one thing I always try to tell myself whenever I'm going through something is that my feelings are valid. My feelings are real. They're emotions and there's nothing to be ashamed of. So that's something I always try to tell myself. And then one quote that my Reiki woman gave me was, a, uh, was called Ananda Hum, which means I'm light. Or, like, mm. I'm light within something around those lines. But, yeah. And then I think I just love songs like uh, right now there's a good Matoma song called Bruised Not Broken. And that goes along with the cheesiness of like what doesn't kill you make you stronger, that kind of thing. And you could be black and blue. And um, I think also I'm going into songs right now because of Jukebox Brain, but a good song for actually a really good band that does a lot of like self-love in their songs is Muna. Uh -huh. And they do – there's one called I Know a Place – which have a lot of lyrics about that. And then they also have a great like self-love song called Number One Fan, which is about them loving themselves, loving who right. they are and that kind of thing. I remember them doing that at the concert. Yeah, it was like one I of mean, my favorites, yeah. I have an unfinished tattoo on my leg mm -hmm. that is by my favorite band, The Spill Canvas. And the quote from, it's from the song Appreciation and the Bomb. Mm -hmm. And it's, we never feel the heat until we get burned. Yep. Sometimes we try so hard not to die. We forget to appreciate life. Very true. Mm -hmm. Very true. You got to live in the moment, you know? Mm -hmm. Get your, you know, get your head out of the past and get your feet, feet, feet. feet in the present. 
Yeah, get your get, well. I thought it was get your head of the future and your feet in the past. Be focused in the present. Something like something that. around it's those something lines. Something like that. I, I should yeah. know this because I'm using this for my feet for my script. So <laughs> yeah, I should know this, but I don't. But well, I mean. let's see what other people had to say about self love. Yeah, this week. let's let's do that. Hashtag hunt. Um, hashtag hunt. Hashtag hunt. Yeah, we're trying to get in the fun mood since it's been a little it's been a little emotional. <laughs> Uh, so what we do is we use the tag of hashtag self-love on all the social medias, and then we pick a couple that we like and see if they elicit any... Is it elicit? Elicit any emotions out of elicit, us? Elicit, yes. Elon putting in work. For years, I was silenced. Today, I understand how much that silence harmed me. I will never remain silent again so that my abuser can stay comfortable. We have a right to speak up. Someone lied to you about having to keep people in your life who don't love, respect, or care for you. It's not a rule or a positive attribute. It's gaslighting. Cut them all loose and don't squander your precious time by feeling guilty or bad. Love yourself. Hashtag self-love. It's all about that cutting toxic relationships out of your life. We talked yep. about hashtag sober. Yes, yep. And I've definitely had to cut a few people off. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's a little bit of it in uh, my short film, Let Go. Check it out. <laughs> Self-promotion. This is an interesting one. Um, a woman cannot be comfortable without her own approval. Mark Twain. Mark Twain of the Unseen Feminist. Interesting. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm learning to embrace my natural face, acne and all. I haven't worn makeup other than lashes in a month. Hashtag self-love. Hashtag no makeup. Hashtag no filter. That's nice. There's some days when I don't go without makeup, especially like if you're working out a lot and you're sweating a bunch. It's like you can't really wear that much makeup. Yeah, sometimes mm. it's important to take some breaks. The most exciting, challenging, and significant relationship of all is the one you have with yourself. Um, to follow up with that, you are so much more worthy of love than you give to yourself. Make the time to free yourself from all the hate in your heart and free yourself to see the true value in you. With a heart emoji, hashtag self love, hashtag Valentine. Though this is definitely one I'll have to we'll have to put on our social media at Life Goals Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the social media handles. Dare to love yourself as if you were a rainbow with gold at both ends. Okay, this is again a quote I'll have to put on my wall. Oh, I have a thing where I put quotes on my wall. It's actually a gift too. Like words like appear on it with really? a rainbow. Oh my goodness! I will definitely have to do that and put that on my wall. I found my next thing. Thank you. <laughs> Be mindful of what you put into your body. Start eating healthier, even if it means it's a few times a week. Small steps is better than nothing. Believe in yourself. Get out of your comfort zone. Your life will change for the best once you do with the okay symbol. Get more sleep. Hashtag <laughs> self-care. Hashtag self-love. Yep. Yep. That's what I've been trying to catch up for the last couple of days, even though I've been busy. <laughs> I'm turning 30 in a few weeks, and I think I look better now than I did when I was turning 20. Just a little fatter, LMFAO, but hey, that doesn't count. That doesn't have to be bad, right? I hear thick is in now. With my meaty eh. bits. <laughs> All your little meaty bits, All yes. All my meaty bits. All your meaty bits. Look and see the beauty within yourself. Stretch marks, saggy tits, chunky thighs, fat belly, and fupas are all beautiful, sexy, and very, very normal. Hashtag self-love is the best. Hashtag body positivity with the hands going up in there like they just yeah. don't care. <laughs> I think this is a good one to end on. It's easy to feel competitive or distracted by what others are doing. Remember that we're all on our own individual paths of growth. Stay positive, constructive, consistent, 
and things will happen as they should. Hashtag goal setting, hashtag life, hashtag love, hashtag live, wisdom, inspire, motivate, self-love, win. A lot of hashtags at the end of that one, but <laughs> although those are awesome, they were great. Uh, do you have any self-love affirmations or rituals or things that you do to get through? Please send them over to us at Life Goals Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or email us at lifegoalspod at gmail.com. Yes, and then hopefully either by maybe a couple days when this episode comes out or maybe on the day, that video will be up for people to see. Yeah, yes. so keep an eye on our social for Chelsea's video of her self-love journey. For the 30 days. And yes, there will be tears. Yes, there will be crying. Like, kind of a little bit of what happened today. So, <laughs> there will be tears, for There'll sure. There'll be Chelsea. There'll be, there'll be Chelsea, exactly. So, I know we talked about Chelsea's video, but did we talk about any other things? Maybe any other self-love affirmation things that we do? Either on a daily or on a weekly or anything of that sort? Ooh. Mine's mainly just writing on the notes and um, trying to do that. And I think also, I think one of the things you were talking about earlier, Amy, of like things to like feel confident in, I find myself playing guitar more. I play a guitar a lot more. I try to play music when I can. That really helps boost my confidence and feel better about myself. I p play piano daily. And for me, it's that constantly making sure I'm setting boundaries. Those would be the two things I say I do consistently to keep me on my self-love journey. Awesome. And then for you, April? For me, it's mostly my Instagram posts, um, but also, you know, every once in a while, maybe two or three times a week doing my makeup because I really enjoy doing that. Nice. Yeah, I hardly see you with makeup, so. I know. It's something that I've recently gotten back into. Ah. Um, I didn't wear any today because I wore some yesterday and I like to give my skin a break mm -hmm. so I don't oh, break out as good. much. That's good. But, um, but yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, April, you know this. Um, it's our last segment, hashtag challenges. Are there any challenges you want to give Amy and I regarding self-love? Yes, she's putting her hands together. She's like, yes, evil genius time. Here we go. Well, for one, definitely we'll need you to post that video. Oh, yeah, that's definitely there, yeah. Um, all right, Chelsea, we'll start with you. Okay. Actually, no, Amy, we'll start with you. Oh, okay. Um, I would love to see... Because I know you did a dancing video. I did for the, a dance channel. The for the Life Goals Pod. Yeah. Uh, it, Which Facebook strangely page. had some traction this last week. Yeah, I know. I, I saw that. Why. It did. I would love to see a piano video. Okay. Yeah. yeah I would love to see a piano video um, just to see that kind of side of you, that kind of personality. We'll do a week challenge piano video. Yeah. I'd love to see I that. I love that. And then for Chelsea, okay. I would want you to find one special quote, either okay. from Pinterest or Google search or anything of that sort. One special quote. Uh-huh. And you don't have to get too personal with the, I want you to post it on your Instagram feed. Okay. And you don't have to get too personal about it, but just share why that quote is important to you in your self-love journey, if that makes mm. sense. Okay. Yeah. I can make that happen. Thank you, April. Again, I will... Pinky promise you, like I did the we last We touch pinkies time. again. Touch pinkies again. <laughs> so adamant of sharing that knowledge. But yeah, thank you, April, again, for um, ha coming onto our show. Uh, we forgot to ask last time, um, where can they find you? It's, do you have oh. anything to plug? Oh, yeah. We want to hear about your Instagram, considering yeah. that's where your self-love journey is showing. Sure. Mm -hmm. If you want to follow me, it is at Miss MS, April Ariel. So, like the month, A P R I L, and Ariel, like the mermaid, A R I E L. Everybody go check her out. Go follow her. She's awesome. <laughs> yep. I'm pretty awesome. Self love. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening and dealing with um, 
the tears and stuff on my end. But the tears are good. Yeah, no, tears it's are good. exactly. Growing. Yeah, exactly. Release of emotions. Just get it out. Yep. I'm Amy Covell. And I'm Chelsea Winko. And this has been hashtag, hashtag Life Goals. Goals. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.